Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Some years ago, our, our number two daughter, Hannah, got her driver's license. Just like when your teenage kids get their driver's license. How many know that'll drive you to prayer? That'll, that'll, that'll put you at the foot of the cross. Uh, Hillary, our oldest, is very responsible. We just threw up a couple of prayers for her, sent her on her way. But when Hannah got her driver's license, we went on to full-on prayer and fasting. She's got some problems, Hannah. She's like her mother. <laughs> She, uh, she, she's directionally challenged. She, she doesn't know north, south, east, or west. Any directionally challenged people in the room today? Let me see your hand. All right, we're praying for you. She, she, doesn't, know any, she doesn't know roads. She doesn't know roads, names of roads. She doesn't know highway, freeway, none of those things. And we let her take her first trip out of Opelousas. She came to, while in high school, came to a track meet in Lafayette. She drove herself. She was going to drive herself home. She would return around 9 p.m. That's when I got the phone call. You know that phone call, Mom and Dad. You know by the sound of their voice, something's not right. And I got that call. Dad, where are you at? What's wrong, Hannah? I'm lost. I said, well, where are you? I don't know. I said, well, baby, I mean, where, what, what street are you on? I don't know. Are, 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 do you, do, what is, are you on the freeway? Are you just on a side street? I don't know. Is there anything around you? Can you give me a landmark? What do you see? I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Baby, are you on a freeway? I don't know. Is it two lanes going one way, grass in the middle, and two lanes going the other way? Yes, you're on a freeway. That's good. Do you know if you're going north? I don't know. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Just keep going. Just keep going. Okay. I said, we're going to wait until we see a sign. How many of you know sometimes you just need a sign? You just, if you could just find a sign. And I hope today is a day that we could find a sign. Maybe today the Lord just going to give us a sign to let us know where we're at because sometimes you don't know where to go until you know where you're, where you're at. And so she's going. I'm waiting. It's going to be okay, Hannah. I'm speaking. I'm doing my Barnabas thing. It's going to be all right, baby. You're going to be all right. Daddy got you. Daddy got you. And she said, okay, here's the sign. I see it. I see it. Okay, what does it say? It's just coming. I see it. It's green. What does it say, baby? Just a minute, Dad. Just a minute. It says rain. <laughs> now, some of you directionally challenged still have no clue, but she's supposed to be going to Opelousas. And she just hit rain. How many of you know she's going to hit Houston before she hits Opelousa? <laughs> Once daddy knew where she was at, I could get her to where she needed to go. Question is, where are you at? I think some of us, and this is true, I think this might be more prophetic than anything. You can judge it. 
I think we're between, somewhere between the resurrection and Pentecost. No, no, we are between resurrection and Pentecost. One month ago, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus, praise God. The booyah moment, drop the mic, he raises from the dead, makes everything we do even believable and possible, that we serve a risen Savior. He is alive, he's more alive today than he's ever been. He is alive and well. Some of you felt his presence today. He's alive. And then tomorrow, next Sunday, when uh, uh, Demi, Demi's here, and Tim, <laughs> when Demi and Tim are here next week, we'll be celebrating Pentecost Sunday. I think in a prophetic sense, we're somewhere in between those two as well, where the resurrection has happened and then we're waiting on Pentecost. And I think God is going to speak to us today. What was Jesus doing in between the resurrection and Pentecost? We know some of the famous stories. He actually showed himself alive. Some theologians believe it was 10 times, some 11, that he actually showed up alive in person and talked to not only the disciples, one time over 500 of the followers of Jesus. We know some of the famous interactions. We know Peter. Remember, he went back fishing because he was discouraged. Anybody here been discouraged? There's a lot of bad news out there. And you kind of get discouraged. And Peter's gone back fishing, and Jesus shows up on the scene and says, Peter, do you love me? You know I love you, Jesus. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Oh, Father, you know all things. Take care of my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. He's going to show up to one called Thomas. Of course, we don't just call him Thomas. We have an adjective in front. We call him Doubting Thomas. Remember, Thomas said, until I see him, I see his nail-pierced hands and put my fingers in it, or a sword-pierced side and put my hand in it, I'm not going to believe. And by the way, it's okay. All of us get in doubt sometimes. And Jesus is going to show up on the scene, isn't he? Ta-da! Of course, then there's James. James is the one who didn't believe at all. James is the half-brother of Jesus. James is not a believer in Jesus being the Messiah. How many of you got a brother? Let me see your hand. You got a brother? How many of your brother told you he was the Messiah? He'd have to raise from the dead for you to believe it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what happens, right? And if, if you go, I, I thought Mary didn't have any other children. I can show you in the Bible that's not true. Mary had other children, James being one of them. If you don't believe me, I don't have time to answer that question today and show you, but see Pastor Chris after service today. He'll show you. And so there's James, and he shows up at James's house, and James becomes a great leader in the church. He keeps showing up. And then he's going to go into what I, the book of Acts, chapter 1. I want to take you just on a little journey there as we cry out today that we just want you. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up into heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he had suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. 
Now, I trained Opelousas when I get to the yella to read it out loud. So we're going to practice one time, okay? Let me, let me, I'll, give you, I'll give you an on-ramp. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom. I want you to say that with me again. The kingdom of God. So Jesus keeps showing up and he keeps talking about this kingdom, the kingdom of God. What does that mean, the kingdom of God? What does that really mean? I've heard it saying, said about the kingdom. We actually live in two kingdoms. We live in the kingdom of this world, and then we also live in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, if I was giving you a working definition, just so you could understand it a little better, I would put this, and I'll put it on the screen for you. The kingdom of God is a spiritual rule over the hearts and lives of those who are willing to submit to God's authority. Here's the question. Has the kingdom come to your heart? Are you willing to submit to the Lord's authority in your life? I want to be honest with you. God is still working on this heart inside of me, taking authority over it. It comes by what we would call conviction. He's still working on me. The kingdom doesn't work from the external to the internal. It works from the internal to the external. God takes authority over your heart, and then you start seeing the fruit of living that life before you. Can I get a witness from anybody in the room? They go, the kingdom has come to my heart. So he keeps talking to them. Jesus keeps showing up to them, and he says, I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God. In fact, many of you, I heard Pastor Cletty Keith was with us this week, Pastor Jacob's spiritual father and her spiritual father to Michelle. And he said something that kind of messed with me a little bit. And he said this, the kingdom of God has a new set of rules and it's found in the Beatitudes. And so I went home and I just, I never got past Beatitude number one. What is Beatitude number one? Blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean, poor in spirit? It means that I got to go back and revisit the third row of spring first assembly of God where I nailed down on my knees because I realized that I was wretched, I was lost. I needed a savior, and if somebody didn't come to rescue me, I was going to hell, and I deserved it. It wasn't until I knelt down on my knees and asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life that he forgave me of every sin I've ever committed, and he came in and became my new ruler, and I stood up, and my mama said, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing. Nothing's wrong with me. And I felt like I could run around the church a hundred times because the weight of sin had been lifted off of my life. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? You got to go back and sing amazing grace again. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. 
I was once a wretch, but Jesus saved me. You got to go back. Something happens to us that we start, because we start moving along, we think we're all right. We come to worship today and go, I don't even really like that song. You know, once they play that one song I like, baby, what's that one song I like? Yeah, I've been waiting. Then I'm going to get my... Pr- no, no. See, you've you, you, you gotten rich in spirit instead of poor in spirit that I still need Jesus. I need him. I, I was convicted. I'm not poor in spirit. I'm not poor in spirit. I got to be poor in spirit. I got I to go back to that third row. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for coming and sending your son. Are y'all tracking with me this morning? Am I at the right church? Am I at the right church? He said, such is the kingdom. The kingdom of what? The kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, watch what he says. He was eating with, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift that he brought. Oh, that's pretty good. And as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days, you're going to be baptized with where are we at. We're somewhere between the resurrection and Pentecost. That's where they're at. Kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Watch this. So when the apostles were with Jesus, and what does he keep talking to them about? The kingdom of God. Ten times. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God. He shows up again. It's about the kingdom of God. Hey, guys, come here. I want to tell you. There he is again, the risen Lord. I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God. I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God. Hey, guys. Hey, it's, hey, it's Jesus again, y'all. I want to talk to y'all about something. The kingdom of God. And then they're walking along. There he is. He showed up. There he was. And what did he start talking? What did he tell you? He started talking to me about the kingdom of God. And then he showed up again. What was he, what was he talking about? Kingdom of God. You're, you're tracking with me. Okay, watch this. Once he, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our If I'm Jesus, I'm rebuking somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you what, what I think they're saying. Lord, okay, I know it's about the kingdom of God, but I got a question. Yeah, what's your question there, Peter? Okay, so when are you going to make Israel great again? Let me back you up a little bit. Let me, let me take your Pentecost is next Sunday. Easter was about a month ago. And then a week before that, we celebrated something. Anybody remember what that week before Easter Sunday is called? Palm Sunday. That's right. And that's where we give palm branches to your kids in children's church. And they walk out and go, what's this for? I don't know. And let me tell you what Palm Sunday represents. Palm Sunday is what the scripture calls the triumphant entry or what man calls the triumphant entry. That's where Jesus gets on a donkey or the colt of a donkey, not even a donkey, the baby, the little baby donkey. He gets on the baby donkey that's never been ridden and he rides in, Michelle, you've been there, from the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem. And that's where everybody goes, 
they, they line up around the street, and you can walk a little narrow street all the way up to Jerusalem, and, and they, they just go, Hosanna, 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 with their palm branches. Anybody know what Hosanna means? Anybody? It means God save us now. Save us now. They knew that he was the Messiah because they knew that the prophets had prophesied that the Messiah of Israel will come and he'll be riding on the colt of a donkey. So they were in the street going, our deliverer has come from the oppression of Rome. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Day one, Hosanna. Day two, Hosanna. Three, four, five days come back. Now they're saying, crucify him. What happened? What happened? Dr. Scott told me this. He said, God has let me down. I said, really? He said, never on the promises, but on my presumptions. They were looking for a Messiah to deliver them from Rome when the Messiah was coming to deliver me and you from sin and death. We kept looking for the external the kingdom of this world, when he said, I'm not here to establish the world's kingdom. I'm here to establish a kingdom that's on the inside of your heart where I rule and I reign. Where you at? Racism has got to end. Can I help you? I hate racism. I hate it. I don't know why. God sent Heidi and I into the inner city of Houston, Texas in 1995 to spend five years in a place called Freedman's Town. Think about that. Freedman's Town. Our children's church, there was two white people in the children's church, and they were our daughters. I want you to, I want you to think, there's no one that has seen it and hated it that I know of. I can smell it, sense it from a mile away. Can I tell you something? There is no law that's going to change, that's going to end racism. There is no political candidate you're gonna put in the, right, the White House to change it. The only thing that will change it is the kingdom of God has to come to the heart of men. You've gotta reach the people with the gospel of Jesus and a heart of hate and stone has to become a heart of flesh again. And it can only be done through the power of the gospel. God, kingdom, come. May the kingdom of God come. Jesus, if I was Jesus, I'm rebuking him. I know, but when are you going to restore our kingdom again? I'm rebuking them. But Jesus doesn't rebuke them. And look at verse number seven. He replies, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. 
He's referring to Revelation chapter 19, where the scripture says that Jesus is going to come back again, but this time he won't be riding on a little baby colt. He's going to be riding on a big white steed, and on the, his leg will be written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And the scripture says he'll come, and he will judge the nations, and he's going to set everything straight. He's coming back again, y'all. Come on, Jesus. Come. I can't wait. I leaned over to Michelle the other day. We were sitting, we were somewhere together, and I leaned over to Michelle and said, I can't wait to go to heaven. She's going, me either. Is that because we're getting old? Is that why? How many of you know we're closer than you? Can't wait. Watch this. Jesus goes on to say, how many of y'all remember Heidi and I got married in 1989? Back in 1988, if some of you weren't even born, back in 1988, there was a book called 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Going to Come Back in 1988. I was engaged to be married to that sexy woman right there. And I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> come back in 1990. I don't care. Give me 89, Lord Jesus. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Watch this. Watch this. Verse 8. That's not your responsibility. It's not your concern. But listen, you're going to receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you're going to be my all witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Power. Power. What does that mean? What does that mean, Pastor? You, you look, let me break it down for you. It just simply means this. That you'll have the strength and you have the authority. The strength and the authority. I'm, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He'll be with you. He'll be in you. Sometimes he'll even be on you and you will be my witnesses everywhere you go. Look at me. I'm not discouraged about the state of our culture. I don't want you to be discouraged about the state of our culture. I want you to see it as the greatest opportunity that we've ever had in my 35 years of ministry to be the light to darkness like never before. People are looking for truth and what's real and something that's authentic. And if we'll let the kingdom of God come to our heart, he'll light you up like a fireball, baby. I'm just getting started. Watch it. And then after this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here into, looking into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. I love this. But someday, turn from heaven in the same way you saw him go. And it won't be 1988. <laughs> then the apostles went to Jerusalem. They did exactly what he told them to do. They went to a place called the upper room. It lists all the people that were with them. And then verse number 14, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several of the women, and the 
brothers of Jesus, where are you at? It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God. There is a promise for us because we need to promote this kingdom. We're going to need some power to do it. The darker it gets out there, the more power you will need. We'll need his Holy Spirit so that we could be his witnesses to tell everybody about him. What did they do? I think it's just what we ought to do. If I could just break it down for you. So they, they wait a minute. Where are we at? We're between the resurrection Pentecost. It's about the kingdom of God. There's a reason why what we're seeing out there is discouraging. And we're trying to still fix it by fixing that instead of letting what happens on the inside, the kingdom of God be established, will have an impact on that, not that on us. Let, let, me, just, let me just tell you what they did. Let me give you three thoughts, and the worship team's going to help me. And that means I'm closing, but it will take me a while. Number one, why don't we just wait for it? Let's wait for it. Now, I don't want you to think waiting in a doctor's office waiting. I want you to think first-time pregnant woman waiting. Because you don't call first-time pregnant woman waiting, waiting. You call her, she's expecting. They knew that there was a promise from God, and if Jesus promised it, then it was going to be fulfilled. Can I tell you about that same promise? The scripture goes on to say that it's for the children and the children's children. It is the same promise that will come to each and every one of us. There is a promise. Can you expect it? Can we just change? This is the greatest days in history. This is our finest hour, OSC. Listen, Lafayette Campus, can I just talk to you just for a second? You're vital in what happens all across the board. I can say that from being in Opelousas. Minimum income, $17,000 a year. Can I say this to you? You've been given much, so he's going to require much of you. Well done. Well done. Well done. Can we just expect it? God, we're expecting. Something's got to happen. I'm believing God's going to move again. I'm, I'm just believing. Holy Spirit, come. Just do what only you can do because I, I can't preach good enough for it to happen. Holy Spirit's got to come and start doing some things. He's got to start working through your life and in your life and, and you being a witness out there and I'm being a witness out there. We've got we to just start going, let's expect something to happen. Can I get an amen? Can I expect it? Watch this. They were expecting the promise. I love what Acts 1 and 14, the, the Passion Translation or the Pastor Jacob Translation. It, it says, all of them were united in prayer and gripped with one passion, interceding night and day. I, they're in an upper room and I can, I can see it happening. We're waiting. I don't know what's coming. I don't know, but he promised us the Holy Spirit. What's going to happen? I don't know. I have no presumption of that. I have no idea. Well, Peter, what do you think we ought to do? I don't know, but I'm expecting it. Me too. Hey, why don't you pray? Okay, I'm going to lead us in prayer. Let's see, what should I pray? 
wait a minute. I know what they prayed. I know what they prayed. How do you know, Pastor Eugene? I, I can see Peter right now going, Pete, okay, all right, whew. I'm going to lead all y'all in prayer. Okay, let's see. How many of you know when you get called up to lead in prayer, you start going, okay, how should I do this? What should I say? I'm sure Peter's going, okay, what should I say? Wait a minute. He keeps telling us about the kingdom of God. He, every time he shows up, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. When I ask him, when will he restore our kingdom? He said, shut up. That, you don't need to know that. It's about the kingdom of God. And I, I remember one time, remember, hey, hey, Thomas, remember that time you said, Lord, teach us to pray. Remember what he said? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. I think it was something like, our father who art in heaven, Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Pray it. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what are we going to do about the border thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what are we going to do about the mask thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven what are we going to do thy kingdom come thy kingdom come thy kingdom come we're watching Fox News at night (laughs) what are we going to do Thy kingdom come. There's still areas of my life that the kingdom of God has to come. He's still working on me where I go, I still say stupid stuff. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in my heart. Listen, don't walk out of here because see, there's, there's like, there's a crowd mentality. The crowd mentality is, hey, we need somebody to help us right out here in the foyer. The, you, everybody sits because everybody thinks somebody else is going to run out there and help. And ends up nobody does it because it's the crowd mentality. If you're not hearing what I'm saying, you're missing it because I'm not preaching to the crowd. I'm preaching to you. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Watch this. So they, they waited for it. And, and then, then number two, they, 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 they unified for it. 
they, they gathered around that. There was something higher than what they were Facebooking about. Oh, he did not. Yes, I did. No, no, no. See, you've lowered your gaze. We, we, we've lowered our gaze to kingdom of this world talk instead of the kingdom of God talk. We've lowered our gaze. Church, I'm talking to you. We've lowered our gaze. It's the kingdom, the kingdom of God. We unify. I, I'll quote Pastor Jacob. He says this all the time. He, he said it last week. I don't always know what God wants me to do. But all I have to do is recognize what the enemy is doing. And I'm going to do just the opposite of that. You know what's been unleashed on our nation? A spirit of division to divide. He's always trying to divide any way he possibly can. And the nuances of that division. I mean, it's, it, you start thinking now, you go, it's black versus white. Now it's male versus female. Then it's rich versus poor, Republican versus Democrat, mask versus no mask, vaccine versus no vaccine. And I could go on and on and on. And you go, look, I can tell you in my neighborhood, it's impacted the church. People said, oh, well, I'm just going to, tell people what I believe. Praise God. And then somebody else. I had, a, I had a brother call me. I love it. He goes, Pastor you, I'm so mad at so-and-so in the church. So one said on this side, one said on this side, I'm so mad at him. I said, why? Because he posted. And then I started figuring it out. Wait a minute. He probably only put that post to response to some other stupid post, and then only at some other stupid post. And then I'm responding to that stupid post, that stupid post, that stupid post, and I post something stupid. And then they started posting stupid stuff, and I'm just calling to repent from being on Facebook and posting stupid stuff. I don't care if you're in McDonald's. I'm just going. You're sitting at home eating Cheetos in your underwear. You've lowered your gaze. When are you going to start our kingdom? doesn't need the church. He needs you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. The unified for it. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And then they just prayed for it. They just, I like going to South Louisiana. I'm from Texas originally. But we got here as soon as we could. We, we, we Louisiana people. Louisiana's home. I, 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 uh, we, what do you call that where you disavow? We disavowed our, our, our citizenship of Texas. They too prideful over there. And we said, we Louisiana. You got to ax for it. 
why don't you just ask for it? Lord, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? You promised me. No presumption. No fill in the blank of what that means other than I just want you. I just want you. I just want to be filled up with you. Burn away every dross in me so that I could go out and tell everybody. Oh, they're waiting to hear you. Oh, if you'll go, God will make sure you get, he'll, he'll work it out. once blind but now I see amazing grace how sweet the sound saved a wretch like me we lost something we got rich in spirit instead of staying poor in spirit thank you Jesus for saving us thank you for sending your son Jesus for us and now we stand before you knowing that it's not about the kingdom of this world. You don't work from the outside in. You work from the inside out. And the only way we see a nation change is not by somebody in the White House. We see it when God's house, the people of God's house, surrender their heart to you. Nations change. Revival comes. The Holy Spirit, we need you. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to lift our hands. Don't worry about the time. Don't even look. Just a few more moments. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. And then we're going to just go right back into this cry. Holy Spirit, lift your hands. Holy Spirit, come. Ask him. Fill me fresh and anew. I need you, Jesus. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. See what you're doing and hear what you're saying. Father, forgive us for trying to build the kingdom of this world when you said we should put our hands to the kingdom of our God. Father, forgive us for lowering ourselves. Father, raise up our gaze again and fill us fresh and new with your precious Holy Spirit, we pray. Fill us now. 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 now. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my heart as it is in heaven.